15 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And uh, we kick things off, of course, uh, taking a look at what's been happening in the markets today. And uh, joining me is uh, Markwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Markwe Fund Managers. Markwe, good evening to you, bro. Who's it? I'm good and you say, how are you keeping? I'm well, I'm well, Markwe. I saw you on the telly today, lockdown, uh, earlier on. Lockdown, you are home. Mark, um, there's something else I want us to to maybe kick things off uh, on because I think it certainly has a bearing on a lot we're going to talk about, be it the investment in the auto sector or what's happening in the telecom sector. Andre Dorator was on a mm-hmm. webinar at ENS, uh, I think earlier on to do today or, or yesterday sometime, uh, talking about this thing, your self-generation for some of these big users. You know, I'm thinking the mines, the smelters, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of the factories and uh, all of the massive users of electricity. Uh, and saying, look, let's let's shift the licensing regime. Let's also shift, I guess, the pricing of product coming out of South Africa because we're not the cheapest producer of electricity anymore, uh, as we'd like to think. Some of your views on that, Marco? Yeah, sure. I mean, we are no longer cheap. We used to remember the rapid increases that we had on the tariffs and even the latest one that the NASA allowed ESCOM to recoup that $6 billion. That means if they have to recoup that uh, as a one-shot, that talks almost the 10% tariff increase to consumers. And when it comes to self-generation, I mean, for the big users, it's a very difficult one because for industries, for companies, that's all well and good because they'll be getting it cheaper and also having a reliable supply of electricity. I worry more about them ESCOM that how are they going to be able to repay all that debt that they have of just under uh, what you call it a trillion because it's sitting at almost 482. Maybe that is why that talking issues like uh, converting some of that debt, almost that 90 billion that is owed to the PIC to convert that into equity and definitely won't be able to get it back because if you convert that into equity, it means you can only get your money back when the company mm. makes profits and they declare dividends. So when I will they be able to do that? But on the other hand, if I'm a GPF member, I'm not going to be worried because I've got a defined. Uh, my pension is defined that my benefits I'll get X amount. Mm. So where the government will get the money from is not my problem. So maybe that might be an indirect way of our government to print money. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, Makwe, I guess all of the financial engineering aside, um, a lot of the... Investment that was announced earlier on today, uh, I guess, you know, the um, sort of utility of that and, and whether or not it will yield the benefits uh, uh, many anticipate uh, will also be heavily reliant on, on that electricity. 16 billion rand or so uh, invested in the Ford production line, but also, I guess, in upstream component suppliers uh, in the Silverton area and uh, a lot of jobs estimates doing the rounds. But let's put that aside, Makwe. I mean, for the benefit of some of our listeners who might not be familiar with the space, um, yeah. I think we might want to maybe unpack, you know, the automotive sector, the kind of incentives that it receives, why we are such an attractive destination for this kind of investment. And then we'll get maybe into into some of those dynamics. But I see sure. we've got a, a spot break nearing on us. So, so maybe, Marco, let's pause here for a second. Bambi calling you or whatever it is uh, that uh, is next to you there. And uh, we'll uh, see things after this one. Opened up. No, Marco. No, Marco. <laughs> We're a sober show here. Let's take this break. <laughs>
Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro, and uh, it's our wrap of the top business stories. Makwe Masilela joins me. He's the chief investment officer and founder at Makwe Fund Managers. Now, now Makwe, I mean, I guess I posed the question just before we went to the break, which was, yes. what about South Africa as a destination for automotive investment makes us so attractive a country? I mean, you think about uh, so many places in this case at Eastern Cape, there in Tswane, um, significant amount of automotive assembly happening there. You know, some of the component suppliers uh, have, you know, market linkages across those entire provinces. Uh, what about South Africa makes us such an attractive place for this kind of investment? You know, first we need to realize that that sector, the manufacturing of cars and the uh, components thereof, makes a significant part of our manufacturing sector. As we know, manufacturing accounts for almost 13% of our GDP. One of the most successful programs that the government managed to embark on, given the incentives that they have been given to those uh, manufacturers. And uh, when it comes to that sector, we are producing for the world. Because whether it's your Mercedes-Benz or BMW or your Ford, we are not just producing for the local market or African market to even manage to export because of that development plan that was put into place to support the sector, giving them nice tax incentives, encouraging them to export hands, will continue to attract those kind of investments. And even last week or so, we had the likes of Toyota saying that they'll be putting more money here to produce some, to manufacture some Corona, something like that. I don't know what Corolla is that, but the guys are... Continuing. Corolla or Corona? Baba Corolla. Oh, okay. Okay. So right. <laughs> it shows you that the guys will be that continue to bring money here because of that incentive program that the government managed to do. Mm. Hence, now and then, you'll hear people saying, but why don't we have this kind of incentive program for other sectors of our economy? Because it has been very successful. And I think that's one of the flagships that we can be able to copy from. Hence, we continue to attract those kind of investments. You know, Mark, um, when we think about, I guess, the implications of these investments, so, some people might just think it's just about Lamoto that comes off of the production line. But yeah. there's an entire ecosystem of investment, of economic activity and employment that is anticipated to emerge here. And one would think, sure. of course, you know, I mean, if you're giving such generous incentives, you've got Transnet giving you a rail line, you know, you've got uh, the electricity people sorting you out, there's the zoning issues, all of that stuff. Uh, put in place um, and I guess benefiting from the SEZ framework and the environment in the country, uh, you would certainly anticipate this is this is the outcome of, of what you're looking for. Um, but Marque, I mean, I think some people might not be familiar with how extensive the impact might be even on other suppliers uh, who might be feeding into the automotive uh, sector as it has started to emerge, of course, in the north of Pretoria. Definitely. Maybe just using this current investment as an example. Look, apparently, when it comes to Ford itself as a manufacturer, they'll be able to increase their workforce by 1,200. But the whole value chain, you are talking 10,000 more jobs. 
that just shows you that that ecosystem, the multiplier effect thereof, because it's not just people making a component, it's also the logistics companies, it's also people supplying electricity or building logistics facilities for those other suppliers as well. So just that as an example that we would have expected that Ford itself maybe will create more jobs in their plant, but they're only creating a thousand two, the better part of the jobs. And remember, the guys are spending the better part of the money on their silver plant, but they will only end up with creating extra 1,002 jobs. So just around 4 or 5 billion of that money out of the 15, out of the 16, goes to the other uh, the value chain. But you are taking plus minus 10,000 jobs. So that's a serious value chain. And hence we are saying we need to capture the whole value chain. And it's something that we can also try to do also when it comes to our mining industry mm. try to capture the whole value chain because that's where you get more jobs that's where you get a decent on sustainable good paying jobs sure 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 and i think that's what we're looking for mark i mean uh, you know it's, it it's the good jobs it's no, yeah right. it's the good jobs it's the growth in productivity you know it's 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 the growth in the competitiveness I, of, of this particular sector and making other you know component suppliers uh, and more competitive i mean one of the things sure. that that we don't talk about is is why why are we not thinking about some of these components uh, uh manufacturers in the auto sector feeding into the renewable sector and, and it's yeah, something we're going to be picking up you know later with the smme exchange because i mean i was in pe last week i went to the itz you go yeah. there you see there's a wind component factory Ivaliwa, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's closed it talks to what you've been saying you know that the government's job is to create an environment where businesses will come and invest and create the necessary jobs. And with mm. all these incentives, with all these special economic zones, I think that's what the government is trying to do, create a conducive environment to attract sure. the necessary investors. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that environment, uh, a lot of debate, a lot of anticipation uh, when it comes to the Spectrum auction, not just for telecoms players, but I think for all of us, Abanda Basebenzi Sitata on our phones and... Uh, you know, uh, I guess are connected into the digital highways and byways in some shape or form. Yeah, I think I think Telcom and MTN that the ones who might derail this whole thing because they've taken Ikasa to court because they're not happy, you know, with the the bid the way it's gonna be. But now the likes of Vodacom, they seem to be prepared because even the the money that they're spending, the capex, it just shows you that they are just trying to get themselves ready for the auction of that spectrum. And like you said, it's just not just going to reduce data. It's also going to enable us to have the necessary 5G. It's also going to enable us to have the necessary speed and stuff like that. So it's an important thing. And it is been uh, uh, coming for a long time, this whole thing. I don't know if you remember when the president in 2018, September, when he was talking about the economic stimulus, that's one of the things that he mentioned, that there will be auction in that spectrum, and even today. But hey, the third end of March, hopefully this court thing with the MTNs, the telecoms, and I think ETV is also supporting telecom on one of those. It's not going to mm. be late. The auction, but like you said, we all need reliable data and more importantly, affordable data. Sure, sure, sure. Makwe, um, let's take a look briefly at some of the numbers that came through from Vodacom. Yeah. So they're seeing a lot of channel growth coming through from data, adding sure. some voice numbers as well. Um, but I think where I want us to start is their financial services offering. Now, yeah. you know, when you hear financial services, 
as a bank or an insurer or that kind of thing. Uh, but you know these telco people talk about convergence um, and it seems they've converged on the financial services sector. Um, what is that? Um, and, and let's talk about, I guess, the gain that's come through there from that financial services offering. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have expected uh, them to do as well as they did there. We expect guys to start making money from the financial services sector when it comes to the telecoms. Because initially we thought they'll make money from data, but here we are, as much as we're using data, data is becoming cheaper because now voice, we know people are no longer using much of voice. So now with them, they've got what also they call the airtime advance. That's also part of that. They've got also the insurance policies that is a selling. So that also a healthy increase on that continues to help their financial services part to do well. They've got Impisa. I mean, so far they've got almost 16 million people on that, you know, Impisa using that. And now that just talks to almost half of their people who are on their international operations. So it continues to grow because people transferring money, people making sure that it's reliable, it's safe, you know, then that's how people, that's how the likes of Vodacom probably will start getting good revenue because as if we are right and the spectrum gets to be auctioned, then data fees will go down. So the only part that is left for them to continue to try to print money is the financial services. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess, one of the interesting things, because they also, similarly in that same space, I mean, seeing their insurance policies increasing by 11.2%, they sell, you know, about 2 million of these. Um, and uh, it just makes one wonder, I guess, that, you know, the diversity of the revenue base of um, Vodacom here. Um, and I guess the kind of capital expenditure they'll have to make in the coming years. Yes, and so far we know that uh, in the third quarter they, I think, spent almost 3.4 billion. But they, and then the insurance thing is kind of a once-off kind of a thing. The one that will give them sort of indirect annuity income. That's when people continue to transact using their platforms because we also know that a normal bank makes money from transactional fees. So as long as we continue to transact using their services, then at least that will help their balance sheet going forward because you cannot forever keep on buying insurance policy. You can only sell it to a certain number of people. And remember, when times are tough, insurance policies, it's easy for people to cancel them. It's easy for people not even to buy new ones. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's quite an interesting one here, Mark, where, and, uh, you know, they often say, I guess, insurance is never bought, it's sold, and uh, we'll certainly uh, watch this one uh, particularly closely. But uh, what's happening here, Mark, to Lou Giffen? I don't know how I pronounce that. Can't pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Come again. How do you pronounce Lou Giffen? That's how you pronounce it. You okay. All right. All right. All right. What's happening here with some of the franchises? Definitely LG for now. LG. Okay. Sure. 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 It's very interesting. That market is very tough. And we know, given the economic condition, and even before COVID, guys, this country has been in recession. This country has been downgraded. Our employment has been going high. People have been losing jobs left, right, and center. Companies not making good money. So now these guys operate at a higher uh, end of the market. So people there, it's not easy, you know, for them. So as a result, there are no buyers, there are no sellers. So 
you only make money when you start getting buyers and sellers to meet. And given the COVID-19 situation, guys were difficult for them to start having show houses. You cannot have a visual show house. You need to hog in there, you know, fill the house. You know, the look and feel is critical. So even those with money, apparently they couldn't even be able to go to those show houses unless by appointment. And anyway, mm. remember most companies Levels, in South huh? Africa have been struggling. <laughs> Uh, COVID-19 just exacerbated the situation. So we cannot only blame it on COVID. We got into COVID that most companies are struggling. So COVID just exacerbated their situation. Mm, mm, mm. But but what does it say, Mark? Where I mean about so so a lot of people have been saying, look, the, the certain segments of the property market that have certainly done well during this moment. Uh, but um, there's a big question around how those transactions happen. Um, and what many people are suggesting now is that there's a lot more of the direct private sales, um, I guess due, due to people being a bit, a bit more sensitive to the transaction costs that come with going out and getting a, re, uh, a real estate agent. And besides that, those direct uh, transactions, people now have started to renegotiate what do you call this fee that they charge us. What is it? It's not broker's fee, man. Whatever commission that they charge you. you commission, know. yeah. Yeah, whatever. People are starting to, to, to negotiate that. Instead of charge, charging you 2-3%, then people are negotiating that down. And if you have paid attention, people no longer have sole mandate when it comes to selling houses. you find four or five spots, you know, standing outside one house. So, meaning people will always try to get to give you the better value, meaning they'll charge you less as a seller of the house that no listen who can charge you maybe half a percent, you know, when it comes to the commission. So that as well. But the minute you start doing that, that estate agents they've got fixed costs that they still have to maintain. Whether it's an office or it's a phone, whatever it is. So also competition as well. That is when you know that this particular area will only get X, Y, Z sailing. But now later, mm. you get three, four, five of them, you know, lining up, having their boards on sale, on sale. So it just shows you how competitive this whole world, like, market Ish. is, how difficult it is. But I think, yes, the direct selling as well is contributing. And also mm. the fees as commission that the guys used to charge has gone down because people are renegotiating the fees. Yeah, yeah. Mark, well, you know, South Africa never ceases to amaze, eh? Um, you know, we're talking about this Reddit, this Reddit scandal. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't be calling it a, a scandal. Maybe a riot. Uh, a, a riot on Wall Street is probably the, the, the best description. Now, I didn't know that there were young South African teenagers who were part of some of these groups. And uh, it seems a business insider going out there and... Uh, uh, chatting to some of them and uh, getting a sense of how they've joined this GameStop uh, Reddit saga. Yeah, very interesting. These young stars, you know, they've got their way around. These young stars, they managed to discover things that we all thought in the industry failed to discover at some point. But it's very interesting that these boys were also, or these guys were involved as well. But it makes sense, given that everything is internet-based, they can have access to all the information and the data that they can also play along. But hey, that stock went up, it was down almost 50% yesterday, today's down 40%, you know, anything can happen. And the interesting part, you know, with this kind of investors, is that fundamentals don't 
account. It's all a question mm-hmm. of momentum. It's all because of what is happening there. Look what they try to do with silver, but forgetting that silver is very sure. liquid and very deep. You know, that stock, if you think about it, I mean, the market cap was around 1.4 billion US dollars mm. around mid-January. That's before, you know, increasing sixfold. It's easy to push a stock like that. Unlike others, it's very, very deep. And hey, margin calls, they kick in. Unfortunately, they cannot afford to pay those margin calls. They mm. cannot afford to pay those kind of deposits. But it's very interesting. And I think, as you said, it's not even a scandal. Even I don't even even call it speculation. I think we just have to give it to them. But this is politics. They got most of us off guard, you know. And I politics, Baba. It's politics. It's politics. It's politics. Um, you know, a lot of people have, I guess, thought of the stock market um, in casino terms. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of this generation trying to, to say to the establishment, well, uh, we're not the ones who made this a casino. You speculated it into a casino a long time ago. Uh, but we're going to be following this one very closely, Makwe. And um, I guess uh, you can imagine with the rise of many of these retail platforms, even here at home in South Africa, uh, that uh, this is going to be something that uh, uh, continues to to be something that, of a possibility, because uh, can, effectively, also you know, mm. by the way, it does not only keep on yes, going up. Yes, yes. So it makes this whole thing very interesting, and they're welcome in the mm. market. And I should, I think, we should treat them with the respect that they deserve. But it does sure, anyone sure. will never. You don't get it right every time. But yeah, they are welcome to be players, and they give mm. us a nice wake up call. Sure, sure. Do Do you think the bubble is burst? Any bubble, the minute you say bubble, then it means at some point it should be. No, no. Has, has it happened? Yeah, there is a huge bubble. That thing is just illiquid, you know. And these guys, the way they keep on going, going, going. Remember, clever money gets in before, you know. And then when everybody <laughs> starts getting in, then they start selling. Aya, when yeah, you yeah. buy, when you buy, it means somebody's selling. That we need to understand. Mm. The minute you buy, if, um, if you're buying mm. 10000 then it means somebody's selling. And that particular person who's selling, probably they made their profits, they're taking their profits off the table. Hmm. So you just need to remember that that it's not like you're buying something that they've issued in your shares. No, you're buying from somebody who bought maybe a day before or a month before. Sure, sure. And probably they're making their money. Yeah. Makwe Masilela coming to us uh, from the markets. Yeah, enjoy in, enjoy that thing you are drinking there next to you, Makwe. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Makwe 